This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello, my fellow Schwoke Lords, and what is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Schweezy, better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. What is going on, everybody? How's it going? Happy Black History Month to everyone out there. We're almost <clears throat> Black History Month's almost done. We we we're getting really close, guys. We're almost done with Black History Month. It's it's almost over now. Uh, it's good. Hope y'all hope y'all learned something, something new this month about black people. <laughs> Learn something new about a black person today, folks. You know, that that's what you gotta do. That's my hole. That, that's where it's. Um, I am. You know, and you know, there's like those black stereotypes. This is gonna be. This is gonna go wrong really quick. Uh, there are those black stereotypes. You know, we we know what they are. If not, go to another YouTube channel really quick and then. Uh, come back to cancel Sweezy. Uh, yeah. But it's like big dick. <coughs> They're like big dick. Hey, don't make that assumption. Not all black guys have big dicks. I'm like, just, just let that, that one slide. Uh, the fried, the fried chicken one's kind of weird because I'm like, I like everyone. Like, who doesn't? Who sh- isn't like fried chicken like an everyone thing? You know, like. I mean, and it's also like, and I was think, trying to think here, I just had like a million different thoughts, but like, well, you know, you also say like Asian people eat rice with everything, you know, and I'm like, rice is good too, I like rice, you know, you can't be, but I guess more, I don't know about more black people make fried chicken, I feel like white people make just as much fried chicken as black people, that's, uh, this is the type of guy you get, welcome to the show folks. Um, you guys remember Dragon Tales? That was a weird fucking show. Not bad, but it was fucking weird. Um, what was it? Uh, you know, it's, it's weird. It's unhinged. It's not, I don't, what, is it unhinged? Is unhinged the word I want to go with? Is Dragon Tales unhinged? I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't think so. But like, here's like the weird, here's where the weird shit in this show goes to. Like it's it, like it's a good you know, and I'll say this first. Like it's a good show uh, because it actually taught like I think you know most 
kid shows were like, or like those kind of kid shows were like, they're all usually kind of educational where other shows would do more like school stuff. This was more like feelings teaching. That was pretty cool. It's probably why millennials are like, you know, we're like, let's take care of our anxiety, folks. And kids, they're like, I got to take a mental health break or whatever. Um, no, but like, so they went to a different dimension of dragon people. Like, that's how, like, Max and Rudy, it's not Max and Rudy. It's, uh, I know one of them's Nat Max. Uh, they go to, uh, they, they go to Dragonland. They're transported. So they're transported into a different dimension or alternate universe where dragons are people. Uh, so that's, you know, like, that's also a thing. Uh, the, the grandpa dragon, uh, is Mexican, which is weird because I'm thinking, like, this is a whole other world where dragons are basically the people. Uh, and they're just, like, there's one still from Mexico. Like, you know, and I was thinking, like, oh, maybe it's exactly like ours, except the humans are dragons. Maybe that's a, that's something. Uh, maybe that's something, too. The, the grand, Mexican grandpa dragon. You know, because you think Dragonland, is Dragonland the same as the United States, like, North America? I'll just say North America. Like, is it the same? Or is Dragonland a whole different, uh, geographical structure uh it's just more questions than the answers going on there um oh yeah and then there's like some of the some dragons um just because you're a dragon does not mean god won't make you with a disability um uh there was one dragon in a wheelchair remember that I'm like you have wings like i think it was just his leg was broken like it was just his leg that was broken and he also had wings like the dragons can all fly but this dragon can't walk, which like, I mean, like, like you think about birds, there's like a bird could probably fly and also not be able to walk. So it's not like uncommon. Uh, but I guess I never thought about, I guess it would, would make sense. Maybe the wheelchair does make sense. There's like in a wheelchair. Uh, and then there was like the conjoined twin dragons. It was like two dragons that share one body. And there, there may be some like old dragon history thing about that but when i walk but I'll, but there were you know it'd be like okay they're just conjoined that's just you know that's how shit works in this world but then there was they had an entire episode about like they they were able to do some magic and they were both able to get their own bodies which you know i don't know a lot of conjoined twins uh actually i know zero but I would assume if I met some conjoined twins, you know, as much as their sisters or bro I've only seen women. I've never seen the guys, to be honest with you. I've never seen a guy conjoined twin. I'm not going to Google it either. Um, that, you know, like they, they make a wish and they get separate. Oh, yeah. If you're con conjoined twin, uh, you have, no matter how much you love your, your conjoined sibling, uh, having your own body would be a dream come true. These dragons get it, and they're like, nah, let's go back together. I'm like, that has, that, that's the, you, that's not a good message for conjoined twins, you know? The fact that, like, you know, life's better if we're attached. You know, if God made a miracle happen and we were able to, able to separate, like, you know, we, uh, it would be our dream come true. That was, that'd be our one wish. And not because we hate each other, because it'd be nice to have just your own fucking body and shit like that. But these dragons were like, no. That's not going on here. Uh, so yeah, that was a rant. Uh, well, welcome to Cancel... Sh Once again, welcome to Cancel Shweezy. Uh, the the, uh, the only podcast that is going to president these nuts in your mouth. Uh, yeah, that's right. Got ya. <laughs>
everybody. Um, and also that, but it's President's Day, so if you're watching the show on YouTube, uh, you can see it. But if you're not watching, I want to show you. I'm not behind a green screen. This is 100% not a green screen. This is a re- This is real. I'm in the actual Oval Office making a podcast. Joe told me it was okay if I if I use it for this. Some of you are asking who's Joe. I'm like Joe Mama. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Joe Biden. <laughs> it's that's the president. He's letting me use the Oval Office to record podcasts. Why are you not recording behind the desk? Why are you recording in this weird angle where you see the desk behind you? Shut the fuck up, okay? I don't want to hear that shit. It's already hard enough to record a podcast in the Oval Office. It's not my fault that you want to draw holes and, uh, you know, find plot holes in, in this podcast. It's not my problem. It's not my problem, okay? But anyways, I, saw, I started thinking about, like, President's Day, and I was like, and I, like I was, like, trying to think. Like, is it, because there's national holidays, and then there's just, like, holidays. So, so as you don't know, I, this may be a United States thing only. I don't know how other countries work with that. When I took world history, I learned about, like, the French Rebellion, uh, Russia, England, France, maybe some others. I don't remember those, but like the big, you know, the big, the real countries, you know, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, German. We did German too. Uh, the white people countries <laughs> conveniently. Um, we, uh, we went over that. So like we went over all that. So, and then you learn world. So I did take world history. That was, the, that was a long moment. So in like, you know, and I, you know, I took a class. It wasn't like, so a, like a, you know, a federal holiday is technically like a holiday you could get off work for. Or, um, you know, which this is like a government recognized. So, and it's weird because if like it's a government agency like the post office, the bank and stuff like that, like that makes sense. Why? Okay. Why we would refer to it as a federal holiday, meaning the government will let you take work off for it like that's what and then holidays are just yeah they're holidays like it was national hippo day on uh february 15th this year so uh wish your mother a happy hippo day oh ah! um but yeah so like those are just like holidays so christmas eve is a religious holiday meaning uh the government's not gonna close work for the the post office isn't gonna close but uh, December 25th, that is a federal holiday. So, like, federal offices will be closed on, you know, on those days. So that's why, I don't know, if pre- is President's Day one of them? Because isn't it, doesn't it fall like this? No, I think they celebrate it. Yeah, no, it's, I think, yeah, it's a normal one. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, you know, we recently had our milk, our milk episode. Uh, that, uh, you know, that's a federal holiday uh, for that. So, uh, but, like, Easter is not a federal holiday. Like, Easter's a normal day for normies. Um, but, like, for it to, so I was, like, wondering, like, how does it become a holiday? And it's, like, oh, yeah, the, doesn't the president, like, you know, sign it? And it's not, like, a thing people need to vote on because it's, it's just a federal holiday, I guess. Or, I don't know, something like that where the president can do it and it's just, like, what the president can do. Uh, and uh, so I looked it up and I was, like, so... So I looked up, um, so here's where I wrote my notes. This is from the, you know, we do a Google search and it gives you like a written answer that seems like by Google, but it's by something else. And they just have enough, something to help, help it. Um, so here's what I found. 
In the United States, a federal holiday is one that is recognized by Congress and is designated in Title V of the U.S. Code 6103 Holidays, which allows Congress the authority to create holidays for federal institutions. So, that's I guess that's when that happened. That's when it was started. So, my explanation was basically 100% correct. Um, but, okay, so, and I was like, okay, but, like, so that's, that's how, like, holidays are created. And then I was like... And it needs the president to, or whatever. I don't know. You know, uh, I think it needs the president. Uh, so then, I then I wrote this. I'm like, what president's like? Let's have a president's day. <laughs> you know, he's just kind of. I'm like, today. All right, every the fourteenth of every August. That's my birthday. That's Schweezy Day, a day in which we celebrate Schweezy. And you're like, okay, that's a, that's a holiday, but it's not like Bird Memorial Day, or, uh, the anniversary when a bird died in my high school band room. Uh, that is um, that is not a federal holiday, but a uh, but like in you know Schweezy Day, you know my birthday. That's not going to be a federal holiday. But I'm like, if I was president, I'm like, I'm going to make that you know like Schweezy Day, you know, and then like. Donald Trump, I'm surprised he didn't think, be like, let's have a Donald Trump day. Uh, but anyway, so I'm like, so what president's, like, signing off on this, you know, for President's Day? I see, in 1862, Lincoln issued a proclamation declaring February 22nd a day of celebration honoring Washington. A federal holiday on February 22nd was officially passed into law in 1879. Uh, and then, and then there's Tommy Links and shit like that. Uh, so anyways, though, that's, you know, so Lincoln was the one he's like, it's for Washington. I'm like, right, bro. Right, brother. I'm like, who, who are you? You think of president. You're like, George Washington, he was the first one. You're like, Abraham Lincoln, he was a big one. Like, he did something big. Uh, you think like Abraham Lincoln, and then you're like, if you're thinking like old presidents, you know, then you're like, uh, Thomas Jefferson, he made the Luigi Anna purchase. Uh, so I was like, you know, like, but you think Lincoln, though. But Lincoln was the one who made this holiday, so that's funny. Uh, that's some funny shit. Uh, what's not funny is my, uh, music, wherever you stream music, I know, you know where you stream music, and, uh, follow me on social media, at the Shweezy, don't forget that, uh, I know, you're like, ah, he wasn't gonna get into it, I'm getting into it, make sure you're following me on social media, check out Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy on Thursdays, and maybe some other days, but usually Thursdays I will be streaming, I do not know what games I'm gonna be playing currently, maybe the Minish Cap, Zelda, uh, maybe doing more Pokemon, Shiny Hunting, I don't know, uh, I'll figure out what I wanna do. Maybe I'm going to be making it more like a just chatting type of stream instead of a, like, me playing a game stream where I play a game and then I talk and shit like that. And then if I pause it and then come back, you know, and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> uh, and then make sure you check out, uh, oh, yeah, on Twitch, if you have an Amazon Prime account, connect it to your Twitch and get a Twitch Prime. Subscribe to me because following me is free, but subscribing is usually five dollars, and that would take money out of Jeff Bezos's pocket. So, uh, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Uh, you can't be, but another place you should be stingy. Patreon page is basically a great way to financially support us. Basically, giant tip jar right now, and uh, yeah, it's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Uh, like the free shit you should be doing. If you're, if there's free shit, you should be, you should be supporting Cancer. We're infiltrating algorithms. This is what we're trying to do. Um, make sure, uh, if you're on the audio platform, check us out on YouTube. We're trying to grow up that page. Even if it's not your main form of listening, make sure you subscribe and check out our highlights as well. It's the shortened version of the show that you can send your friends instead of a time code in your, in, in, in like Apple podcast, you know, it's just a little bit easier and, uh, I like that. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but, uh, and, uh, if you're on the audio platform, make sure you 
leave a review and give us a five, four, three, two, or one star rating. Uh, and I really like that. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. We do things a little different around here. Uh, let's get into previous week right now. What is previous week right now? Well, it's last week. And it's Monday for me. It's going to be Wednesday when the episode drops, and then the future from there. Uh, I'm just going over the news. Uh, does this segment age well? That's actually a good question. I've been doing this for... Uh, we're getting close to... Well, it's like October 2020 I started this show. Oh, we're getting to the third anniversary of Kansas Sweezy. we got... Uh, which makes sense why we're in the hundreds too, which means I'm being very consistent with this. Uh, previously, we're just going to go over the news that I read le- that I read last week and decided I want to talk to you about that. Come on, Philip Franco, let's do it. Let's just jump into it. Uh, this is from Scientific American. Am I a Scientific American? Yes, but I'm also not a scientist. Uh, but I am the smartest person all of you know, but I'm not a scientist. I just want to be humble. Uh, that's from Scientific American. Snakes can hear you scream, news research reveals. What? Uh, experts have long understood that snakes can feel sound vibrations through the ground and, and what we call tactile sensing, but we puzzled over whether they can also hear airborne sound vibrations, and particularly over how they react to sounds. In a new paper published in Peel... P-L-O-S-1, PLOS-1, I'm going to say PLOS-1. We conclude snakes used hearing to help them interpret the world and finally dispel the myth that snakes are deaf to airborne sound. Our research was included 19 different snakes from seven species, reveals that not only do snakes have airborne hearing, but that different species react differently to what they hear. Although seeing and tasting the air are the main ways snakes sense the environment, our study highlights that hearing still plays an important role in snakes' temporary repertoire. Uh, this makes sense from an evolutionary perspective. Snakes are suspect, sus, susceptible... <clears throat> don't, don't fucking laugh. Uh, to predators, including monitor lizards, cats, dogs, and other snakes, hearing is an important sense of both predator avoidance and injury avoidance, such as being trodden. Using silence as our control, we played one of three sounds, each including a range of frequencies, 1 to 150 hertz, 150 to 300 hertz, and 300 to 450 hertz. For comparison, the human voice range is about 100 to 250 hertz, uh, and bird chirp at about 8,000 hertz. Um, uh, Our study further debunks the myth that snakes are deaf. They can hear just not as well as you or I. Snakes can only hear low frequencies, roughly below the 600 hertz mark, whereas most of us can hear uh, hear a much wider range. Snakes probably hear muffled versions of what we do. So can snakes hear us? The frequency of the human voice is about 100 to 250 hertz. Depending on sex, the sound we played in our trials included these frequencies and were played at a distance of 1.2 meters from the snakes at... 85 decibels. Uh, this is about the input of a loud voice. Uh, the snake in our study responded to this sound and may significantly so. So it's possible, possibly safe to say snakes can hear people speaking loudly or screaming. That doesn't mean they can't hear someone talking or normal conversations at about 60 decibels. We just didn't test sound at this noise level. Okay. So I, I think I paused at one point because I was like, do I want to explain what's going on now or a little bit later? So uh, for those of you who don't know, this is weird because it's an audio platform. It's always better with a little visual, too, uh, hearing me talk with a visual. But uh, 
So it's saying 1 to 150 hertz. Uh, you know, so that is that is a very low. So hertz basically means... Um, so I, I don't know how to explain... I'm trying to explain this quickly because this is not like an entire video on this. But uh, every note you hear, like if you hear a scale, every voice has a note, and that's a hertz. And uh, with these hertz, or as our, my, my college brother, hertz... Uh, it's like the truck. It's like the trucking company. Um, basically, each each note is a specific hertz, you know? So, like, a lot of times you get a tuner, and you're like, A440, 440, 440 equals hertz. So, like, hertz, that's, you know, like, that's, you know that's an A, and then you base everything off of that, how you would do a scale uh, notes-wise. This is just basically how, somehow humans have just agreed on this. Like, sheet music is one thing, too. Like, we all just agreed, like, this is how we all read music together. Um, but like 8,000 hertz is like super high. So that's like a bird chirping. And they said the human voice, 300 to 450 hertz, uh, 100 to 200 hertz. Um, yeah, basically, that's basically what we're talking about there. But I always thought like, and I, you know, the reasoning is that, yeah, you always hear like snakes are more afraid of you than you are of it. Like, so, uh, non-venomous snakes and most snakes, you know, are pretty scared. And like, I always thought they were scared because one, they can't like, they have no way of hearing anything, you know, to eat, you know, and stuff like that. And their eyes are always on alert, even when they're sleeping. So like that, so just like any sudden movement makes them move. I'm like, I'm not, in, I'm not into, I'm not into snakes, but I know a couple things, but I, follow a snake on Instagram, okay? I'm not perfect, okay? Man proposes and God I'm not perfect. I follow a snake on Instagram. And what you always learn about, one thing I've really learned is, like, they can't hear. So, like, that's why weird movements, you know, to catch predators always moves them. And uh, snakes only bite you to, like, try to protect themselves. And that's what they're doing in... Uh, rattlesnakes are very, you know, very scary. And they're very venomous, too. So... Stuff like that. So I always thought that's kind of why they're always scared, just because uh, they can't hear things. Well, I guess they can understand things. Uh, they're just mean. I think snakes are just mean, folks. Uh, that's weird, though, because, like, you know, I think, why do you get a dog? I'm like, well, it's kind of like a kid, but, like, it's easier than a kid sometimes if I, don't, if I, just, if I just decide not to uh, make it behave properly, you know? Um, you know, and then cats are like, they're kind of like kids, but they won't show you affection like dogs do, and you know, stuff like that. Snakes are like, they don't show you affection, uh, and they're not fun to sit on your lap either. So, uh, snakes are kind of buzzkills. So, uh, do not impress women with snakes, but if you, but if you're my friend and you have a child, I want them to get a pet snake. Those things are always cold. So that's why if you hold a snake, they're gonna try to like go into your clothes. It's because they're just like, it's just colder than it. That's why, like, temperature is very important to a snake. Uh, but they also eat, like, once a month. So, like, you can have a snake, you can go on tour for two weeks, and come back, and the snake will still be alive if the lights are on, you know? Uh, this is the type of guy you get. Let's move on. All right. This is from the Kansas City Star. Uh... My neck of the woods was the it was the big magazine of the of the town. It was like the Daily Bugle of the Kansas City metro small bum ass towns, you know. So, uh, in, well, I guess in the Kansas City metro places at least two hours from Kansas City. Like this is the this is the Daily Bugle, your planet, your daily planets and stuff like that. This this was it. That was the Kansas City Star. Uh, Kansas City loves Mahomes and the Chiefs. 
Our kids didn't need to see them swill beer. I am not opposed to drinking, nor naive enough to think our football players don't drink. However, it is completely unnecessary to let Chiefs players drink during the Super Bowl parade. It should not have been allowed by Coach Andy Reid and the team's ownership for some very good reasons. The main reason is that a drinking Chief is not a good role model for young fans who are there to see their heroes. Second, even the adult fans don't want to see drunken players at this important celebration. Third, tragic things happen when drinking is involved. It's if the Chiefs cannot go a few hours without alcohol, the organization has a problem. I, for one, was sickened to see this for the second time. Some Chiefs even bragged through social media about how drunk they were afterwards. I am ashamed that players I cheered for could barely walk after they got off the bus. No doubt this spectacle made the news in other cities. I wish the Chiefs would take pride in their reputation and forgo drinking next time. The parade is a citywide party. You don't represent this diehard fan when you make the parade look like a college fraternity beer bust. That's Janet Elaine Hensel from Liberty, Missouri. Uh, big kudos on the second half Sunday, Kansas City Chiefs, while viewing your parade on Wednesday. However, I was surprised and dismayed to see that Patrick Mahomes and other players were drinking alcohol again. I felt that way three years ago, and I thought there would have been enough negative feedback from the parents of the children and teenagers voicing their concerns to the Chiefs administration that if it, if that it wouldn't be repeated. Next time there's a victory parade, please imbibe your alcohol privately and discreetly. Impressionable young viewers deserve better role models than what you've displayed twice. And that's from Skip Scotchdale from Overland Park. Uh, why did the Kansas City Chiefs publish this? I did see it was like an op opinion column, but like no one... I think news just needs to not be an opinion. I think news just needs to be facts about what happened. Uh, and then, then that way, uh, the conspiracy theory people don't have a platform, and they're like, I know what's going on. It's that fucking, it's that fucking Biden, Biden back again. He he, he caused that train to spill in Ohio. I don't even know that whole fucking story, dude. Wow, Ohio. I was like, have you thought about Ohio today? I'm like, no, Ohio's for lovers. That's not me. Uh, that's why I haven't heard about it. But anyways, though, people. This sounds like, you know, it's really funny. This sounds, these are like Kansas City Karens. And like, how do you describe a Kansas City Karen? I'm like, uh, if you watched The Last of Us last week, I haven't watched the new episode yet. Actually, probably by the time this episode comes up, I'll watch the new episode, but I haven't watched it yet. Uh, you know, they're like, they, they changed like, is it Pittsburgh or Philadelphia for Kansas City? They changed it from the game to the show. They made it Kansas City. I'm like, it's like the first time Kansas City has been on like, a, a TV show in a while. I'm like, St. Louis for a while, and I was like, Superstore, you know, but someone from Missouri, you know, you're like, Kansas City. And then, uh, what show does Kansas City get on, you may be asking? The Last of Us, a post-apocalyptic future where zombies exist from fungus. Uh, shit like that. And then you meet that chick who is like, like, you killed my brother. And I'm like, that's a fucking Karen right there. It's like, let my brother live. And I'm like, Oh, you don't get to choose this. And uh, that, okay, I'm not spoiling any more of that if you haven't seen it, but fucking The Last of Us, fucking, fucking phenomenal. Pedro Pascal, I think, he, I think, you know, I don't want to have sex with a guy, but I think with Pedro Pascal asked, I might, I think if there was enough lube involved, I'd be fine with it. 
Uh, and then you're probably wondering, are you a top or a bottom? That's the secret. I'm not telling you. Uh, but anyways, though, so Patrick Mahomes, this is the second time he's done this in his life. Uh, he's basically, he's like, you know, and I'm not saying a football thing, but like, if you're a professional football player, you're like, you know, I think about it like as a musician, like, you know, what would be the greatest thing? Like, what's the highest achievement of, uh, like, that of like as a player, you know, as a team, and you're like a uh, Super Bowl, like that's like you know, music people are like the Grammys, and like I've sold out X, like Madison Square Garden, you know, like people think about that way. Uh, like this is it, and like they're celebrating, and they're like they're drinking alcohol again. I'm like, first of all, I'm gonna tell you this um, if you're a professional athlete, you are really not getting drunk a lot. Like, you, you basically, you're, you're basically sober a lot because there's, there's no way, like, you can be like, you know, you have, let's say you have a, you have a practice, and, like, you usually practice, you're working on getting better at something and stuff like that. So mentally, physically, that really drains you. If you're adding alcohol on top of that, like, you're waking up with a hangover, I'm like, you know, like, I don't get hangovers, I'm like, you will eventually. Um, young, you young whippersnappers. Uh, so like, you know, you, you have a hangover and like, you can do practices and games and stuff like that with like hangovers. Like you have to realize like hangovers, uh, like younger, you can fight it out, but like the older you get, you can't beat them. Like, oh, I'll just drink a little, but like, you're not going to like get really bad. You know, it's just, uh, uh, you know, this is the type of guy you get. It's how you do it. So like, these guys are the, the, they won, they won the game. You know, they won the biggest game. They won enough to win the big game. They're, and they're like, they're going to celebrate and drink a lot. I'm like, you have to understand, they're probably not drinking a lot. Like, you can get away with it, like weed. Weed's the only one you could probably get away with it because it's not as bad when you wake up. But like, you know, like just let them party, you know? Shut the fuck up. Like, and that's the thing I want to tell you, get a fucking hobby. That maybe that's the thing. Like, stop worrying about people who did the best thing in their career, celebrating and drinking a lot, okay? And uh, if your kids don't like drinking, uh, let them be homeschooled, you know? You know what I'm saying? Um, all right, last article we got going on today uh, from Southern Living. Uh, yeehaw! Uh, Garth Brooks announced he is releasing an album of duets in 2023, meaning we're going into our favorite segment. Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Uh, so here's here's what we got. Let's, let's read it. Hence, a second one with wife Trisha Yearwood could also become a reality. Country music fans have a new album to look forward to in 2023 because Garth Brooks is putting out an album of duets this year. While details are sparse, fans are getting very excited. Brooks and his wife, country star Trisha Yearwood, broke the news of the upcoming album during Brooks' online weekly chat show inside Studio G. When a viewer asked if they were working on any new duets, Yearwood turned to her longtime spouse and asked, What to? Brooks quickly replied, Well, I, of course, want to, but... Clearly playing into it a bit, Trisha laughed and answered, But... Uh, <laughs> My Trisha Yearwood voice is better than the Garth voice. What? But Garth then clarified, there's already a duet record coming out this year. 
While Year would verify the news saying, that's true. Don't get too excited quite yet. The couple may have been teasing while fans have long wanted Brooks and Yearwood to make an entire album of duets. It's unclear if this is that album. That's because after Brooks spilled the beans, Yearwood said this, maybe after the duets album, we can work on our duet album. It's a bit of a head scratcher, leaving it unclear if the upcoming duets album will be Brooksing with other artists or, or will be the fan anticipated duet album between Yearwood, either way, with like a Miss, Ye Miss Yearwood, as Brooks calls her, might make an appearance. Luckily, fans have plenty of Brooks and Yearwood duets to keep them occupied while waiting to see what the album comes of this year. The couple has collaborated on many memorable duets already, including In Another Eyes, Where the Road Leads, Whiskey to Wine. What gave me away, and like we never had a broken heart, to the name of a few. Hopefully that will tide their adoring fans over. I've been getting a lot, and I'm telling you this, I'm, I'm telling you this now. I've been getting a lot of uh, messages, we'll say messages, or not messages, uh, follows from bot accounts that are mimicking Garth Brooks. Now... I'm not lying when I say at least 50 have followed me on Instagram. Uh, why would they do this? I made a really funny comment on Christmas. Uh, I commented on Garth's Instagram. It was, it was like, uh, I wish I could spend Christmas with my dad, Garth, but you ate him. And I, it just got a lot of likes. And uh, now fake Garth accounts are following me too. Uh, so I do have to say here, I do not plan on suiciding myself uh, in the near future, in the near, uh, in the near timeline. I don't, I'm, I'm doing fine. Uh, so, uh, just letting y'all know that, that I do not plan on suiciding myself, uh, you know, or deading myself, you know, I do not plan on that, so, but yeah, I'm getting a lot of Garth followers on Instagram, bot Garth accounts, um, do they work for him? I don't know, but I've been getting the message out to a lot of people, and it's not, you know, and just, I'm just saying, it's probably not good for me, uh, Right now. It's probably not good for me. Yeah, here in the Oval Office. That's real. Uh, but the duets album. So is he, I guess he's doing... So, so, what it sounds like with the second comment, they're throwing us off, which is, which is highly true. That very much could happen. Or, this duets album is gonna feature multiple different artists. And, uh, it's kinda like, you know, I do, I do actually like them duetting together. I think it's, it's cool in their, like, older years, because I think, like, I don't want to hear new Garth songs, you know? Um, but, like, they, I, I like this idea of, like, they cover a bunch of songs and shit like that. I think that'd be so cool. I'm like, they have the money. Like, they could do it. Even they're like, you're not going to make much money off this G. And you're like, well, you know, I, I'll tell you what, man. The fans want to hear it. And if they don't hear it, it's going to be a rough day. Um, but, uh, no, I guess it's going to be multiple people. I don't know. Let's think about, let's think about the uh, weirdest combination for... Uh, a Garth feature. Uh, who's the guy from Limp Biscuit? Uh, Fred Durst. Uh, they get <laughs> fucking Garth Brooks featuring Fred, Fred Durst. Um, uh, this one isn't going to be funny in anyone, but uh, Garth Brooks featuring Adam Lazera of Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> Garth with a bunch of emo. Oh man, now I want to do like Garth with emo singers. Uh, who should Garth Brooks feature with? Uh, but they're emo singers. Garth is going to be a featured artist, but he's going to be with you. Oh, fucking. Uh, I don't know if we're going to consider this emo or not. Garth Brooks feature. What did I, I forgot my, what was it? Oh, fucking. 
This is fucking too ridiculous. Garth Brooks but featuring an emo singer. What was oh no, Garth Brooks featuring Rivers Cuomo of Weezer. I don't know if that counts, but fucking made me lose my dream without Garth Brooks fe- featuring Rivers Cuomo. Uh, I could see a Billy Joe Armstrong collab, but I'll Green Day. I'll do that collab. Um, Garth Brooks featuring Pete Wentz, Fall Out Boy, or Patrick Stump. Well, if it's a singing duet, it would have to be Patrick. So, uh, but I think Pete Wentz would be a funnier sentence, like Garth Brooks featuring Pete Wentz. Uh, and I'm not googling emo singers too. I just have to know. I'm like, was it O. Tyson Ritter of uh, the All American Rejects? Is just like fucking Garth Brooks featuring Tyson Ritter. These are fun. These are fun things. Uh, what emo singer do you think should make a collaboration with Garth Brooks? Because I I would actually be very curious uh, to know. I'm just thinking the ones off like the top of my head. Uh, like you know, like the name of the singers that I know. Let's <laughs> say fucking. Uh, Garth Brooks featuring Adam Lazare, that's it. Uh, but anyways, tell me who do you think Garth should feature on his duets album, because I, I really do want to know. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign but wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. What? Okay, I read something on the internet. And, uh... Yeah, you know, you know, you scroll Reddit, you see what's, you see what's going on, you know, and uh, shit like that. And... I don't know. Maybe I just want to rant about something. Uh, maybe a more sober self. Maybe 
thought something thought provoking is going on here. But uh, I'm here now, and I'm gonna give you everything you want to know. Um, so I'm gonna read this. I saw it on Reddit. I'm gonna read it, and I'm gonna talk about it. That's what I'm doing. It's been a minute, but I kind of get the gist. Uh, I broke up with my boyfriend over the Tubi Super Bowl commercial. I, 23, female, broke up with my boyfriend, 25, male, uh, over the reaction he had to me over the commercial. For those of you who are unaware, during the Super Bowl commercial, Tubi, a streaming app, played a prank where they made it look like someone was changing the TV over to their app. I'm sure that in many households it caused chaos. It was a funny event, but not in mine. Uh, my boyfriend thought... <coughs> I was the one changing the channel and began screaming at me violently, calling me things that I don't even want to write down. Even as I told him it was a commercial, he ignored me and kept blowing up at me and punching a hole in our living room. Living, sorry, god damn it, it's a page. <laughs> Punched a hole in our living room wall. That's rough, buddy. Uh, he eventually realized that what actually happened and awkwardly apologized, and I was so disgusted over his reaction to a 15-second commercial, I feel like if you can't keep your anger in check and get that violent over something so small, I don't want to be around for it. Uh, we'd been together for over a year, living together for the past two months, and I've known him to get angry at things sometimes, but this really took me off guard, and I can't forget how unsafe I felt around him during this. In the morning, I took some of my things, and I'm now staying at my parents' house. I left him a note telling him how I felt, and that I didn't think we were going to work out long term. He's been messaging and called me repeatedly. My parents told me I'm overreacting since he had a bit to drink, and the Super Bowl gets everyone riled up, but I don't feel I am. I don't think it's normal to be that angry. I had like a burp going into that. Okay. So, I'm starting to think I don't know, okay, the, the Shweezy that posted this, I don't know what he was thinking that I was talking about, but, like, current Shweezy feels like this is fake. Like, I I feel like this is fake. I don't, I feel like I got bamboozled. It's okay, you know, everyone gets bamboozled at some point in their life. The problem is, uh, not all of us are allowed <laughs> to see it. It was a funny first thought and a bad last thought. Uh, don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Uh, it was though. So yeah, starting to think this is uh this is this is fake. But anyways, though, maybe I should react to this as if, as if. Okay, I'm just saying as if that this was real. Let's pretend this is real, because I think that's how I was supposed to react to this when I initially put this in the podcast. Um, so, I, I'm starting to think, alright, we're pretending it's real. I'm like, not the guy. We're pretending every everything is genuine about this. I have to react to how, how this goes down. Alright, your boyfriend is watching the Super Bowl by himself. Now, most people have parties, and I don't, if I get invited to a party, I go, but, it, like, it's, like, a legit, like, effort for someone to want me to come, 
uh, like they are like, we, we need you to kind of like, we know you're a soul that exists. We don't really like your current soul, but we just need you in the room. Uh, we're talking about that. So the, we're talking about how this boyfriend is by himself on Super Bowl Sunday while his girlfriend is, just, you know, in the kitchen doing, you know, doing girl things and shit like that. This sounds like a fucking fan fiction. Now I'm starting to talk about it. And uh, the 2B commercial comes on. Now, at this point, you are in there. We're assuming there's no party going on. Your your boyfriend has zero friends. That's why you moved in so quickly to this situation. Uh, he thought you were switching it over to 2B, that you're going to watch something else. And that is funny to do once, and it's less than 30 seconds the the way you know this 2b commercial like the 2b commercial it had the joke and you got the joke and shit like that there wasn't enough time there wasn't enough processing time for like normal people to to actually you know go ahead and like process what was going on you were just sitting there stunned like if you if you've had dramatic news ever given to you uh you know what happens you're just like i mean Everyone reacts differently, but everyone agrees that you're just stunned at this. You know, I, when I when I heard my father was dying, you know, you get that phone call and you're just like, uh, and you're like you're just like your brain's like okay, and I'm more of like a person who like will say okay. I'm like okay, thanks for the news. Don't talk to me, and I'm like then trying to process it. And you're just yeah, you, you know, and you have to process things. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Uh, the two B commercial. Uh, should not be similar to hearing the news your dad is dying. I'm just saying. Uh, so I just don't think it's enough time. So I think the time frame is it. Uh, her your boyfriend got mad and punched a hole in the wall. Now, benefit of the doubt. We got to give it the benefit of the doubt. He didn't punch you. He didn't punch you. I know we're going to say, well, the fact he was punching a wall at a situation that wasn't even remotely regarding to me. Uh, shows he has an image. I'm like, well, yes, it's you're 100 percent gonna be correct about that. But at the same time, like, he didn't he didn't hurt her. Like, he did not. You know, you're going on the possibility. You're going on the possibility here of her. So, like, you're thinking about that. That I'm just saying. Uh, I honestly think that guy, if he's punching walls, like he'll he's gonna punch her. That's my opinion. But like, you have to go by like. Statement: You can't you can't go by like possibilities, and or like you can be like, well, there's a possibility he could do this and shit like that. Anyways, I don't know what to say. The the entire time of the Tubi commercial too, um, you know, I watched She Hulk and they went to the Disney Plus like Marvel menu, and then she went into like another frame in it, which is a callback to like comic, like how comics were made and shit like that, which was really funny, and I was like. But, like, I was watching it, and my mom wanted to watch it with me, and she was like, for a moment, I was like, did I press the remote or something? And it's just that short of a period. You're like, no, I didn't. Like, that was a good one. I liked it. It's not enough time for you to be fucking punching a wall. Like, like by the time I saw the 2B, I'm like, god damn it, they got me. But, I'm like, I don't think, like, uh, well-played fellas, for me, that's how I react to it. And then, like, then your reaction is anger. Like, probably why you don't have any friends at your Super Bowl party. 
I'll be honest, that's probably why they don't have that many friends. You don't have that many friends there if I'm talking about it. Um, but yeah, if I'm going to feel like this is a real situation, uh, there were there should have been signs before this. Two months. In one month, you're supposed to figure the signs out if your husband wants to beat the shit out of you. It's just, we're just saying. Um, but yeah. And also, like... I want to assume you're not in Philadelphia. Actually, this sounds like a, very much a couple in Philadelphia or Kansas City. Doesn't really sound like a Kansas City couple. Uh, that's a, Kansas City more like sexless marriage. You know, Philadelphia. I feel like you could if you're from Philadelphia. I'm like, yeah. I, honestly, you know, we're at the end of this segment or whatever, and now I'm gonna say like. I just realized if like you're the Super Bowl thing, you're from Philadelphia. Your husband has no friends. Uh, or your partner has no friends, like he didn't like he's a big football fan, but he doesn't have other football fan friends, you know. Yeah, that that's a red like you you're too dumb to have seen that coming. Now, if you're from anywhere else in the world, maybe let's maybe except Kansas City, uh, we'll, we'll, we can think a little. I don't know what to think about Kansas City. I don't think Kansas City people do that. Uh, but you have any other place in the world? Uh, I don't know. Just be single. Fucking don't get married to anyone. I don't, I don't give a shit. You know, it's the fucking Super Bowl. I don't give a shit. Uh, but anyway, the fucking dude getting mad at a corner. Like, you really, like, your balls are that small, you know? I mean, you know, pee is storing the balls. And it's like, yeah, I can't store a lot of pee. Pee, it's because your balls are small. You know, these little small, bald men being mad at everything, you know? I don't have time to, I don't have time to deal with them. Oh, okay, so I fucking watched Super Size Me in the past week. Um, everyone's going to be like, why'd you walk super, watch Super Size Me? Hey, didn't you watch it in middle school? Like, yes, I did watch it in middle school. I watched it in middle school, middle school health, middle school health class. My middle school health, like, I really think, true story here. High school health class, it was just a semester. Uh, it was just like, yeah, it was like one semester of your life and whatever. And they, they went over sex, they went over general health, they went over, uh, yeah, they went over the sex shit and whatever, drinking and shit like that, you know. They went over all of it, and you're like, yeah. And it was like actually really good, and they're like, and they really tried to like let you know, like the stats is like, it was taught by a woman. Uh, she had a very deep, she had, she had a man voice, but it was a woman. And shit like that. So I actually generally got a good health class just because it was like the gym teachers rotating out and like she taught the and she taught this sport. I'm like getting good health, like getting good like sex health talk from like a woman who's like when it's not weird and it's not like sex is a sin and you'll go to hell. You know, it's actually pretty good. Um anyways though, middle school health was weird because it was like ask the questions and are like can I get an STD from jerking off? And they're like, no, you can't. Can I get, uh, what happens if I grow a catfish tail on my dick? It was like, you know, like kids would ask questions like that. It was just like unhinged. Middle school was unhinged. And, you know, like we had a weird sex talk, you know, and I, I true story, I, I had a shirt called, that said like, I heart chocolate. I got it at like this Kansas City chocolate store. It was in like, I can't remember. It was some sort of museum 
like a kid's type of thing. But anyways, I was wearing that on stage, and they were like, oh, you got an S... It was like this woman talking about how she had an STD or something like that, and I got up on stage for that. I don't know how that relates to anything. But anyways, my, my middle school was unhinged. I think that was like the unhinged period of existence because like I got booed uh, for volunteering for one of this shit. You know, I don't, I don't know what to say. Um, but, you know, and then like our health class was unhinged. It was like abstinence, sex talk in middle school, but like normal sex talk in high school, like or good sex talk in high school, what I had. Um and we talked about that. Yes, yeah, so it was like, just like health class. But middle school, they're like, let's just fucking watch Supersize Me, you know? And, you know, as a, you know, as a grown, as a grown person, nah, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't, I feel as weird as like an adult, but like as a grown person, you're watching Supersize, watching Supersize Me now, I'm like, the Morgan Spur- Spurlock guy, he's kind of weird. Um, what are, this, this experiment's kind of weird too. It's kind of just making you, it's kind of just like shock factor and stuff like that. If you watch, there's like this one f- like strange addiction sh- type show and it's like they show you how much like, oh, you only eat French fries every day always. Uh, this is how much you eat in a year. I'm like, and I'm like, it's supposed to shock you how much you eat, but then it's like as a rational person, I'm like, this is 365 days of me needing to consume food and specifically one food, uh, to exist. So like, if you're, if you're not smart, you're like, oh my God, that's so much. But if you're a normal person, I'm like, yeah, I assume I probably eat that much shit in a year. Like that makes sense. Um, so it's back in those times, uh, where they try to do scare tactics. And that's what supersize me is. Uh, according to Wikipedia, this is what supersize me. The movie is. Super Size Me is a 2004 American documentary film directed by and starring Morgan Spurlock, an American independent filmmaker. Spurlock's film follows a 30-day period from February 1st to March 2nd, 2003, during which he ate only McDonald's food. The film documents the drastic effect on Mer- <laughs> effects on Spurlock's physical and psychological health and well-being. It also explores the fast food industry's corporate influence, including how it encourages poor nutrition for its own profits and gain. Uh, so yeah, that's basically it. And so you watch this whole documentary, stuff like that. The one thing I've not mentioned so far in this, uh, in this little segment we're doing is that I recently learned that Morgan Spurlock, and it's not that long ago, he said, I've not been, I haven't been sober a week in 30 years. So during, so theoretically, (laughs) Considering that I'm not 30 yet, and I was born in 93, and this took place in, like, 2003, 2004, it's not not even 30 yet. Like, I was 10 when you did the experiment, Morgan. So, like, he was lying. So, like, I I recently learned about this. I'm like, so alcohol is a struggle. And I'm like, I think I kind of know the side effects of what you're going through. So, you know, you look at that, like, vomiting, your stomach feeling upset, and shit like that. And not to mention in his lab work. And, like, this had to be completely kerfuffled. Because I'm just telling you, the last time I had a real doctor's visit, that's not, like, a medication refill, like, a real doctor's visit, they said there was something going weird on with my liver, and I was drinking a lot at that point. Um, I can't imagine it's gotten better or worse or it's probably the same. It's probably been good enough to keep it the same. Uh, you know, that's that. And, you know, and I know it's drinking. Like, I know that. 
fucking Morgan Spurlock was like, I'm eating McDonald's every day. And my liver is bad. Like, that's legit. Like, what happened in the fucking, in the fucking thing? It was like, I'm eating McDonald's every day, now my liver's bad. I'm like, no, you were drunk the whole time. Like, day two, he was vomiting out the car. They had that in the documentary. He was vomiting out his car. It was crazy. I've probably not gone over the rules yet. Here are the rules. I wrote down the rules. Uh, he must fully eat three McDonald's meals per day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He must consume every item on the McDonald's menu at least once over the course of 30 days. He managed this in nine days. Yeah, it's not that big. McDonald's really doesn't have McDonald's doesn't have mozzarella sticks anymore, but, you know, they don't. He must only ingest items that are offered on the McDonald's menu, including bottled water. All outside consumption of food is prohibited. He must supersize the meal if offered, but he cannot request to supersize his on his own. He will attempt to walk about as much as a typical United States citizen based on just figure 5,000 standardized distance steps per day, but he did not closely adhere to this. Yeah, well, clearly, you fucking, you fucking know if you didn't watch this. Dude, Super Sucked it was just fucking insane. It was just like, you're, it's like hell class. Like, you know, I'm an adult now, you know, like, imagine going to your 9 to 5, and you're like, okay, we are 9 to 5. Imagine going to your 9 to 5, and uh, you're watching a fucking guy eat McDonald's for their days, and then you just vomit out his window. Like, you're like, why is this my job? You know, like, you have dumb meetings, but, like, even the dumbest meetings at least have a meaning. You're like, hey, don't sexually harass my coworkers. And you're like, you have a whole presentation like that. You could have just, and some guys are like, need to see the video because they're fucking dum-dums. But, like, then you're like, Hey, you could just told me, like, hey, don't sexually harass your coworkers, and I would have gotten the memo, and I could have missed that meeting. Uh, I don't know. I, like, it's just, it's just, this just shit is fucking weird that I watched this in health class. That's the fucking rule of what I had, you know, the fucking, you know, I fucking do. Like, we watched it, and it was, like, uh, like, there was some health thing, like, you gained weight. Like, I assume that you're going to gain weight if you eat McDonald's every day, you know, and this guy did not even, like, get enough exercise or whatever. Like, you know, like, there's guys who work at McDonald's who are like, yeah, I'm healthy, and I eat McDonald's every day. And it's like, yeah, because you know how to, you know how fucking nutrition works. Like, this, like, documentary, like, gave no light to nutrition. It was, like, fucking hilarious. Like, how they're, it was like, and I'll also say, because I'm, I'm not really keto, but I do do keto. I did do keto, like, very religiously all of 2020, which was a waste. Uh, and it really does help you lose weight and, like, feel better. But also, like, eating bread makes you feel good. So, you know. But, like, yeah, I do believe keto is the answer, but it's just hard to... There's a lot of answers to it where it's like, uh, well, it's like, it's questionable. Like, is it realistic? Like, can a person do this? I'm like, if you're disciplined enough, you'll do it. But if you're not, you know, it's whatever. Uh, yeah. Anyways, though, my health class in high school is weird. And, uh, they had me watch fucking, didn't we fucking, can we talk about like, you know, I watched Super Size Me. Did everyone watch Super Size Me in school? And I know I'm a fat part. Like, I'm, you know, like, I was a man born in a woman's body. You know, like, I believe that. But I'm also, I'm like, I'm a fat person. 
And I'm like a fat person, born in a fat person's body, you know. That's why when I watched this at school, I got really hungry. Can we talk about that? How when I watched Super Size Me in high school, I got really hungry for McDonald's. And then they got rid of the Super Size Me. And I'm like, bro, like the drink. I, I like a Diet Coke from McDonald's. So, you know, clean there health wise. But like some extra fries, <laughs> extra fucking fries. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, do you? Oh, I think. The, I feel like the fr- the dr- the soda is worse than the fries, though, right? I have to be right there. Like, I know potatoes are very like carb starchy, you know, type shit. But like, supersize me fries could not have been. Were definitely not as bad as like a supersized Coke. Like, if you drank a Coke, you know, I just feel like soda should just. We should just figure out like no sodas. Like soda is so fucking bad. You know, like, I, you know, I'll drink a Mountain Dew. I love Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew's my favorite, and I'm I'm a redneck. I'm sorry. But uh, I love Mountain Dew, but, like, daily, though, like, I'll drink Diet Cokes daily. I love Diet Coke uh, and shit like that. I like Coke. I, I really like Coke. But uh, it's so weird how Coke, so Coke is, okay, Coke is the original soda. It's the sugary soda. And you assume they made Diet Coke for, like, Hey, I like Coke, but I don't like the sugar. You know, I'd like to, you know, drink this. You know, and they figured out an artificial sweetener that, like, is pretty fucking addicting. Like, Diet Coke, it's like, you know, you get a normal soda. I'm like, I'll get, one, like, maybe one refill. Diet Cokes, you can get a couple. It's fucking weird. And so, you know, like, I like this soda, but I need it for my diet. Because, like, you know, like, women were getting fat, you know. Like, this is probably, like, a true thing. Like, in the 50s, you know, like, women were getting fat. And we're like, diet soda. So you won't be a fat pig for your husband. Uh, shit like that. So, like, that's basically how I assume diet soda turned out. And then, like, Diet Coke is such a brand on its own. It's so weird. So Coke made Coke Zero, which is zero sugar Coke. But that's also what Diet Coke is. And now I'm trying to figure out... But, like, I'm also... And, you know, you assume, like, oh, so Diet Coke and Coke Zero are the same thing? That's the fucking problem, is I can't tell the difference. Coke Zero has a different taste than Diet Coke because I feel like I'm more masculine when I drink Coke Zero than when I drink the fucking Diet Coke. And it's, like, the same... God, It's the same goddamn shit. Like, I can't... I, I have to imagine they literally do taste the same. Like, I could literally do a taste test right now, and I can do it. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to have to draw. I think they're the same fucking shit. It's the same fucking shit. And maybe the Coke Zero is a little bit larger, because you're like, do you want to drink diet soda and feel like a man still? I'm like, ah, you know. Also, soda's just, like, so fucking bad for you. And McDonald's makes the best fucking Coke sodas, you know? You know, shit like that. Uh, like that. I don't know where this segment's fucking good. All right, so I'm going to talk about a couple more uh, segments I wonder about. So, Jared Fogle had a whole scene in this film. Uh, Jared Fogle, uh, before he was the child porn guy, Jared Fogle was uh, a guy who ate Subway and lost a lot of weight. Now, you know, I don't know the true story, but I'm going to assume Jared lost a lot of weight but, like, Subway, he ate Subway, you know. He ate Subway and he lost a lot of weight. 
And both, you know, you could even say this guy at McDonald's, but he also a lot of weight lost a lot of weight. And you're like, oh, he he ate super healthy for three months and then ate McDonald's once. I'm like, so he ate McDonald's and lost a lot of weight. So that's what I'm meaning here. So Jared Vogel lost a lot of weight and then Subway I want to be like, this is a great idea. We're going to get people to fucking buy our goddamn sandwiches in every gas station and truck stop across America. And if you're not a touring musician or I'm not and you Go to a lot of truck stops. If you're a lot lizard, hit me up. But if you're if you do that, you're kind of weird. But as a guy who goes to a lot of truck stops for music, uh, yeah, uh, f- welcome to Subway, eat fresh or, or whatever, you know, shit like that. And uh, so it was like funny. And then you just had Jared Vogel being like a normal guy, you know, be like who Jared was. You know, who his public performances before he was known as the fucking, fucking child porn guy. Like, God damn, dude, Jared Fogle, like the fall from grace is like his grace was the guy who lost a lot of weight eating subway. That's the grace. But like then he created a child porn empire and then he like that was the fall from grace. Like, <laughs> I don't even know, dude. But it was like it was just so fucking funny, and, uh, you know, and then Jared Fogel, you know, he went out on his little presentation thing in the documentary, and he's like, my biggest vice was food. I'm like, Jared, your biggest vice was not food. Your biggest, your biggest vice uh, was, as the uh, abbreviation would say, C, as in caterpillar, P, as in pineapple. Uh, that's the word I feel like would be your biggest vice, Jared. Um, I, I think you, you're like, I deserve my place in hell. I'm like, you deserved your place in jail. Dude, jail does not, the, the child toucher's in jail. Like, imagine, like, child toucher really is the worst thing you could be in your life. Like, you know, like, I, I thank God every day I'm not attracted to children, you know? Like, but like you're like ah. it's like my precious anyways oh fucking we're not gonna get into that um oh no they went to another guy now we're just talking about the fish this shit just made me laugh uh Christmas the fucking guy get ready to get his gastro gastro bypass surgery <laughs> he's fucking like yeah I drank so much soda once I was blind I was blind for a week and he's like he was blind for a week from being fucking fat and I was fucking laughing my ass off it's like this dude he's fucking like you know I, I, I was drinking so much I, I got so fat I was blind for a week I'm like what the fuck do, you know like I believe it but like what the fuck do you do to get into that situation to start off with. Like, it's fucking crazy. I was laughing my ass off, dude. Uh, it was some funny shit. Uh, yeah, those are the, my other my two favorite parts. But uh, also, I just want to rem- remind you all, I watched this in middle school. I-, I was in middle school. Like, this documentary came out, and I was in middle school. And then they showed it in middle schools. I watched Morgan Spurlock get a prostate exam. It was blurry, it was blurry. So does that make it better? No. It makes it a little bit fun. That's why, like, you know, when they bleep out words, it's funnier to 
millennials and shit like that. Like, this is the shit we went, like, I was at the tail end of it. Like, this is the shit we went through. It was, like, the unrefined thing the Gen Z kids got. That's, like, I was at the tail end of the millennials. That's the shit I got. Um, oh, yeah, and Morgan Spurlock had, like, naked chicks all over the walls in his apartment. He had a fiancé, and he was also an alcoholic throughout the entire thing. Make sure you watch it with those goggles on that he was an alcoholic. Um, I mean, go into this show knowing I'm an alcoholic and just, just have fun. You know what? Fuck it. I don't give a shit about you. Um, and, uh, yeah, watch it. In the, it's on Peacock. I had to watch ads before I watched it because it's free with my phone with ads and I'm not paying for it. So thank you, Peacock, for having supersized me. I'm not going to watch the second one, folks. We're not watching the second one. Like, it's not going to happen. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on. Then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones? Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! So it's time for our segment we like to call <coughs> Oh No Our Table, where uh, it's the where, where the original name was uh, fucking Ask Sweezy, and uh, where you ask me questions and I answer questions. All the questions that you have, and uh, <clears throat> that's the way I see it. So I'm going to answer questions, and you're going to listen to me answer them, and you're going to be like, if I ever get into that problem in the future, I can just solve that shit myself. I'm like, yes, you can, because I was the one who helped you out there. I like that. Uh, anyways, though, let's get into, let's just get into the questions here that we have. Do women enjoy penetration? Your mom did last night. Ah! 
pretty good. Do you guys actually like when girls squirt? Uh, I squirt when I masturbate, but I find it embarrassing, and I can't imagine people would like it. What? That's rough, buddy. All right, so you are a squirter. It's so it's so much fun to bring up, like, because, you know, in my mind, it's like some girl squirt, but, like, just assume she's not a squirter. It's like, just don't. And if, like, another guy's like, I squirt on me, I'm like, just piss on him. Like, that's, like, that's the answer. You just got to piss on him. Um, do guys like it when a girl squirts? Okay. Um, let, let's just, let's take the situation involved, uh, of what we're going to answer. Do guys like it when a girl squirts? Like, oh, you're masked. So we share a bed and you're just going to go and masturbate on our bed. I want to say jerk off. Can we say jerk off for women when they masturbate? Are we allowed to say that? Um, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to say jerk off. So you're jerking off on the bed and you just fucking get... Staying here, like, I have to sleep on your side. Why? I, I, there's a wet spot on mine. I'm like, fuck you for not including me in that shit. Because, I don't know, you just want to be included with the squirting, you know? So I think that's the real answer. Uh, that really, that would, honestly, that's probably the actual answer uh, to your question you got there. Um, do you guys actually like it when a girl squirts? Now, like, the act, you know, it's kind of like, I think some women have to think about it a little bit like jizzing. It's like some women are cool, cool with it to an extent, you know, like cool with it. Like a normal person would be cool with it. Like, okay, you're in jizz and you're like, oh, I'm going to give you a handy. And I really enjoy it when you, when you squirt or some women, the coolest women, the women who need to DM at the Schwizzy on Instagram, uh, that you're like, I like it when a guy comes in my mouth. Uh, and shit like that. So, like that. I'm, I'm thinking about that. Or it's like, oh, come on my tits and shit like that. You know, I'm trying to think about it like that. But to be honest with you, guys do enjoy it when you squirt, but it has to be with them. You know, like when it's with them, they really enjoy it. The, the idea is like I was jerking, I was jerking myself off and then I squirt all over the sheets. You're like, God damn it. Like, that's not fun. Like, we all know. That is not fun, but like you're talking about, like when you're together and you like squirt, I'm like yeah, no, no, that's that's cool. We're into that, you know. And uh, it's it's something to think about if you talk to porn stars. There's this whole idea of like are fluids being exchanged? That's how BDSM porn gets off easier, you know. It's just, it's just like we're on a wild fucking ride. Life is life is a fucking highway. I want to ride it all night long. Can we can we just be honest about that, dude? For real though, life is a highway. I'm gonna ride it all night long. I'm like it's fucking life, and then hopefully you die. That's not actually what's highway. We're like I don't want to be on this highway anymore. It's like kill yourself. It's pretty easy. God damn it, what the hell, what the hell am I, that was like, fuck, I don't even know what the fuck is, uh, going on with me. Anyways, though, we're gonna, we're gonna move on to our next question. What the fuck? What? Uh, is my meat supposed to be over twice as small without an erection? Uh, I measured my penis a few days ago when I had an erection, and it was just about seven inches, 
But when I don't have an erection, my penis looks like I never hit puberty. It comes at three inches. Is my penis small for an erection or big for an erection and small without it? I'm confused. Welp. I'm confused. Welp. Okay. Here's here's the fucking problem. Like, you know, people talk about how, like, pornography is a problem. Uh, and then sometimes you're like... Shut the fuck up. But other times you're like, you do have a point. This is uh, when you you do have a point. Because most of the guys in porn just have big dicks. And to be honest with you, as a guy who's been with women, who's okay. You know, like, I'm fine. Like, I want to, you know, you could, you could talk shit about me as much as I want. But you're like, what's that dick size? It's like, erect, it's great. It's it's fine. It's not massive, but it's fine. Uh, when it's soft, it's embarrassing. Like, I want to give you that knowledge. I want to give you that knowledge. I want to give you that life of what you want to live. Uh, just like that. Uh, but yeah, porn guys, uh, their dicks, their dicks are not growers. Like, they're, they're just showers. So, like, they're just like, it's just a floppy thing like that. And, uh, yeah. And then women online are like, do dicks float in water? I'm like, well, most dicks are pretty small, and they barely do anything. But when they're hard, is when you want to be interested in them. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, you have what I would call a... Uh, pro- <laughs> you were underage, so I want to say, uh, from the comments, before I knew you were underage, you said you were seven inches hard, but... Three inches soft. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. If you want to talk about science, your soft dick is not necessary all the time. And uh, that's why it's small when you're soft and hard when you're large. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, that's going to be the best answer for you to know. I mean, like, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck you want me to say, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just, like, letting my head clear. I'm like, I, that was, that was a little too much. Okay. All right, here we go. Um, the guys really like to be called Daddy. I'm a guy in my early 30s, and I was hooking up with a girl last week, and while she was going down on me, she said, do you like that, Daddy? And I turned flaccid almost as quick as a non-Newtonian fluid does when you stop slapping it. Jesus Christ. What? Uh, I find it horrible. Everything that seems to have leaked from the porn world into the real world is such a turnoff for me. Fake moaning, fake bodies, fake orgasms, cringy name calling like daddy or bull or lack of foreplay. Every sex event has started a facial. What the fuck are you typing right now? But it seems that this is all a huge turn on for many other men. If I do watch porn, I always look for natural amateur stuff because of this. Something with emotion, power, enjoyment for both parties. So am I the outlier or is it just a blown up 
perception that most men are into on porn-tastic experience of sex. I can't even remember what the first part of it was. You do women like being called daddy. Uh, my God, what am I doing with my life? You just think you're like, mm, you know, my mom's having a conversation with people. And she's like, what's your son doing? You're like, oh, he's he's working at, a, at, at this company, doing good. And you're like, what's your son do, Nancy? And she's like, well, you know, he, he this week he talked about how uh, uh, how some guys are weird that women call them daddy during sex. And, <laughs> and it's like we've come full circle on everything that I do in my life. Um, you, you know, I was hooking up with a girl. Okay, so you're in your in your thirties. Okay, so I'm in my thirties, or I'm. I'm less than six months away from being in my 30s. I'm just accepting the 30s part. So I, I get where you at, where you're at. Uh, and you're probably you probably hooked up with a young chick of age, consensual. You know we're not we're not hating on that. We're not hating on that shit. And she was going going down on you, which is like, you know, I remember the days when guys would be like, I get a blowjob two times a year. You know, like those were the guys. And now it's like, you know, and now it's like, you know, I need for guys are like, I need foreplay. It's like in foreplay, a blowjob, you know, and shit like that. Uh, so like, it's, it's funny just like how there's two generations like that. I'm like, I'm also in the generation. I'm like a blowjob's basically foreplay for a man. I'm like, I'm going to agree with that. Even if it's not true. Um, and shit like that. But why is why do you hate daddy? Um, well, you're probably normal. You're you're clearly a normal person. Uh, it's probably a very big effect into what is going on here. Um, but you're also not. You probably have a normal. You're probably normal. I think honestly, like from what it sounds like, it just sounds like you're fucking normal. Uh, you're like she called me daddy, and I got flaccid because if. I'm hooking up with a woman I don't know, and she calls me daddy. Uh, I'm going to laugh a little bit. Uh, doesn't change anything else, like, flaccid hard. It doesn't change I just, I'm just going to laugh for a little bit, and then I'm going to get back to it. And Or if I need to, hold it in as much as I can. You know, like, sometimes you have to hold it in. Sometimes funny shit happens, you have to hold it in. But, uh, yeah. Um, anyways, though, for the kids out there, if you're... If you're of legal sex, if you're 18 or older and you learned all your, yeah, there's, I don't, you learned sex from porn, I don't know, I'm just going to let you know that porn is not real. But, uh, real people are real and just respect everyone and love one another, be kind and be, uh, be the heart of the world because that is what we need to be. Okay. Are there a lot of people who hate people who have autism? <laughs> That's rough, buddy. Uh, when I was in high school, I was bullied a lot by a lot of people and I have 
autism. I was bullied more than most people there, I think, although I could be wrong. I haven't really been able to figure out why, but I think it's most likely because I have autism. It just because ju it just makes perfect sense logically. Um, I need to hurry. It's one of those things that if you knew what happened to me and you were to think about it, uh, you would probably reach the same conclusion. However, if you were to go up to the people who bully me and ask them if they hate people because they have autism, they would probably say no because obviously that would make them look like a terrible human being, but their actions seem to be to say otherwise. I had a hard time reading that, but I'm going to try to make sense of what I'm hearing. Do people hate people specifically because they have autism? No. And your story uh, did not make sense to me. And But I thought of a sense it could make, and I'm going to go to that. Do people hate people with autism? Like, no, I don't think, like, that it's a very rare... There's probably someone out there who hates you. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Um, no, like, do... Do people without autism hate people with autism? Like, they don't, like, necessarily hate people. Normal people hate people. Now, there could be a guy who has some weird uh, mental health problem. It's a mental health problem, but, like, who's like, I hate people with autism because of thing and shit like that. Those people exist. We have a mental health problem in the world, and I don't know how to do that. Um... But there is, but there is like the people like I don't hate him because he has autism. He he just annoys me, shit like that. Like sometimes like someone has a little autism, and they have a thing like they have to slap their chest three times, and uh, sometimes like he has it in a certain way, and in that certain way, it's not comfortable, you know. And you're like, God damn it, how do I not deal with this shit, <laughs> you know? And uh, not dealing with people with autism is that shit. That was not a good example, but I hope it made sense. Um, but anyways, though, like, sometimes people with autism do autism. They do certain shit, you know, and it's like, it's because they have autism. And you're like, they do it, and sometimes you accept it, and sometimes you're just like, God fucking damn it, I want to punch anyone in that. And, like, that's the idea. People don't hate people with autism. Sometimes, you know, if you think about high school bullies, the reason why they, like, want to pick on people is problems at home and shit like that because like there's bullying like kids who are just like into weird you know into shit you know like that you don't like and that's considered nerdy and there's like kids who are nerdy because they're autistic and uh normal bullies ignore them uh the the destined for jail bullies will definitely pick on them uh those are both very true factors um but i hope but, uh, Cancel Sweezy, what do we say? Don't, don't pick on fucking autistic people. God damn it, dude. Don't do that. That's fucking mean. Dude, don't do that. Don't pick on people. Don't pick on people for no reason. And you're like, the reason's because they're autistic. I'm like, don't do it because they're autistic. That, that's not a good reason. Make sure it's a good reason. Don't do it because of that. God damn, dude. Uh, the darkness. The darkness that some kind, some, sometimes appears in our world. It's scary. Pretty fucking scary. Okay. Why women are encouraged to have standards for men, but men are shamed upon for having standards, especially if they like younger women. 
Okay, I think I'm talking about like the younger woman thing. It's kind of like, and I definitely think here that if we want to talk about it, uh, you know, I'm 29, I'm almost 30, so I'm almost 29. If you're listening to the full podcast, add that to the drinking game. I don't know, but you know, I'm 29. You know, the idea, like as a 29 year old in a position I am, it's easier to convince like, a 19-year-old that I'm cool versus a 26-year-old that I'm cool. I'm like, if you're going to convince that, it's like, yeah, I'm adult. I do adult things. That's cool. And you're like, oh, I'm 19. That's cool. You're 26. I'm like, I do the same goddamn shit, and uh, I'm more fun than you. So it's, it's uh, that's how to consider it. Uh, but uh, we're talking about standards here, right? I got to answer the actual question. Uh, standards. Um... So I guess it's definitely the whole idea of, like, women have to settle, but men have to, or men should be encouraged to have standards, but women shouldn't be. Women should settle, but men should have standards. Uh, I It's, you know, it's very Peter Griffin, uh, you know, Peter and his normal good-looking wife, like that. I guess it's family guy type style. Uh, but I guess, you know, let's go, we're going back to like, like 1950s and, you know, it's like, uh, assuming your husband made good money and good things, like he would come home and you would make him feel good. That's what you did in the 1950s. And then when you made him feel good, he, he made a lot of money in all of his shit. He went ahead and bought you nice things because he had so much money he didn't know what to do. And that's the situation. And, uh, if you want to make an empire and you start from nothing, being young does not help you. You have to be young, and you get old, and you're rich and famous and shit like that. And it's just easier to attract younger women that way as well. Um, but yeah, as women, you know, you're required of standards. So men were like, you need to work hard, play hard, and shit like that, make a lot of money, and that gets women. But younger women are like, yeah, just find a guy that gets a lot of money, you know. How old is he? I don't fucking know. Uh, but yeah, that's how you do it. So... Uh, that's logic for you. That's logic to how you answer questions, and that's logic to how I am as a person. What is considered a threesome? Is an Eiffel Tower considered a threesome? Two guys and one girl. My boyfriend doesn't consider it to be one because the guys are not touching each other. My argument is that there are still three people engaging in a sex act together, and it is a threesome. What is the consensus? Okay, so uh, first of all, you said this is an Eiffel Tower, and, and you said the Eiffel Tower is... Two guys, one girl. I've always considered it a devil's threesome. So, uh, that's just, you know, we're, you're probably Gen X. I am millennial. I'm a millennial. So that's how we're going to deal this. Uh, that threw me off guard. I could not handle that. And I don't want to deal with it anymore. Uh, your boyfriend. Okay. So we're talking about a devil's threesome. And, uh, are, okay, I think I've lost track of what. So yeah, there it's it's okay. So we have to do talk about this. So we're talking about porn, pornography. Have you seen it? It's, send me a good video. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're talking about pornography, and so there there are 
threesome categories, and but there's two different types of threesomes. Um, there could be more. I, I we're not getting into it here. Um, so we have threesomes. So we're going back to the two genders. I'm sorry, everyone else who has a different gender. We're going to the two genders for a minute. I'm sorry. Um, please complain. Complain somewhere. Uh, anyways, though, we're talking two genders, so it's if we're, we're going two genders, it's either two men or two women versus the man or a woman. You know, three women is a threesome. You know, three men that's a threesome. Uh, and then we get to we're putting genders in there. It, so porn has like given us the idea of like, oh, all women are lesbians. <laughs> And so they just all, you know, if we have a threesome, they'll fuck each other and you'll get included and shit like that, you know. Um, but uh, some women don't want to fuck other women. So, you know, if you're like, let's add a third partner and she's not even at all bisexual, you know, like it's going to be a weird time for both of them. I think the show Love, it was, is it called Love? It was a Judd Apatow show. It had Jillian Jacobs from Community, you know, on it. And there was, like, a scene. It was, like, he was having a threesome, but, like, the girls were both siblings. And you're, like, isn't this weird? Like, why don't you both make out with each other? Like, uh. Like, you know, threesomes aren't as cool as they need to be. As as a man who's striving for a threesome, I can't tell you there's something, like, that are always, always precious and good. You just got to get the belt and get out of there. Um, but we're talking here. But we're talking about. You're, t- you're talking Eiffel Tower, which is not the song I use. The song I use is a devil threesome. And that's two guys and one girl. And and I guess the argument is, like, that's a threesome. Even though the two guys didn't fuck each other, but they were both fucking one chick. Um, okay, so I guess I want to be I want to be really technical here in what they're saying as a devil's threesome. Like, because I guess the woman is considering a threesome is all three partners have sex with each other. And I never thought about it that way. I'm like, that would, I feel like that should technically be a threesome, but without humans work is that's not a threesome at all. Uh, a threesome is just three people having sex uh, with each other, question mark, but not like that. So, I kind of see the logic behind it, but yeah, no. Uh, Devil's three way is still a threesome. Uh, if you did gay shit with a guy, all it is is you did gay shit with a guy. That's all a threesome is. But like you say, me and another guy pounded a chick once. No one's gonna be like, "Did you fuck him?" And if they do ask him, you can say no, and you're like, "Okay, problem answered." So it is a threesome. That's why I answered it. I'm answering it. It is a threesome, um, but it's not gay. So, I guess that's it. that's it. We got to our last question of the evening. We finally fucking finished this goddamn shit. Why do some people go for people who are so much younger than them? And a lot of people think that it's men prey on 18-year-old or 19-year-olds, but it's, but it's, of course, also women. Why are, so, why are people so into it? Uh, yeah, I guess women do, will do it, but... Women, for the most part, and it's, you know, we're, you know, we've got to general, or like, every woman's the same, but like most, when you say most women, it's like, 
we're all animals. Like we're all we're all adapting the shit, but we've adapted. Shut the fuck up. But uh, women tend to be more attracted to older men because an older man will seem to be have more money, have more stability and shit like that and stuff like that. That's why women are into that. But like an old man, but like a young guy is an old woman. It's like, I'm going to take care of this kid. It's like, I'm his new mommy (laughs) and shit like that. Um, So, yeah, you're probably a woman asking about uh, why older men prey on young women. Uh, you probably, there's a weird situation there that I am not going to guess. I'm not even going to get into, but, uh, yeah, no, but, uh, but yeah. And then you get to be an older guy and you're like, you know, the more younger this woman is, the easier it is to convince her to date me. And it's not good. And that's why guys are predators and it's not good. It's bad and I don't like it and they really shouldn't do it. But yeah, no, that's just the answer is like when you're the older you get, the easier it is to like try and date younger women. And uh, like I said, don't do it. It's bad. But it's it's like you're like, you know, you just get older and you're like, these women don't know what they're talking about. They, they think I'm cool no matter what. It's so sad. It's the saddest fucking shit on earth. So uh, dating younger people. The more they age, the sadder it is. That's really all it is. That's enough silence. That's how we're ending today's episode of Cancel Shoezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. But the only podcast that's going to pre- president these nuts in your mouth. Move, bitch, get out of my fucking way. It's Black History Month. <laughs> We messed that up very much completely. Thank you for listening to the show today. Uh, follow me on social media at the Shweezy. All my music under Shweezy, S-C-H-W-E-E-Z-Y. Uh, Twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Make sure you subscribe if you have an Amazon Prime account. So uh, you take away $5 from Jeff Bezos. But also just support the show, Patreon. Uh, it's great. We say thank you for being a friend. Appreciate audio people. Make sure you're checking out the uh, YouTube page as well. We have highlights and shit like that. Share it with your friends. Just help us out. Help us infiltrate algorithms. And uh, if you're on those audio platforms, leave us a review and give us a 5, 4, or 3, 2, or 1 star rating. So, honk you the butt drugs. Stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home You just finished a full episode of Cancel Shweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, If you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, Honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.